Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Driving Mall Show here on the Monday, the 1st of December. Yes, it's summertime and we're still talking rugby. Oh boy, oh boy. Well, that isn't what's supposed to happen. Um, is it, um, Mr. Harris? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so I was just sort of, uh, you know, correcting my stroke here, seeing it's, it's the cricket season. Yeah, it, absolutely crazy, Paul. And we've still got another week of rugby to go. <laughs> we have. <laughs> um, so, yes. So, what are we going to talk about this evening? Well, we've got a few things. Obviously, the My 10 Cup wraps up last weekend, and so hence. We'll have a quick look at all the teams and uh, give you our rankings uh, and maybe come up with a couple of Minor 10 Cup awards um, as well. Um, the Super Rugby franchises here in New Zealand will be announcing their squads on Thursday. So we'll have a quick look through um, and uh, see if there are any names or any uh, positions that we uh, that we think might um, be uh, surprises or, or, or there might be some uh, options there. Um the, uh, and then also, we have to, unfortunately, talk um, about um, racist tweets um, with uh, Pablo Matera being stripped of the um, captaincy um, for the Pumas and two other players also um, being pulled out of um, this weekend's uh, game against the um, Wallabies. Um, so we'll have a, uh, a chat about that um, as well. Any other sort of hot topics do you think that I've... Um, I missed off there, Mr. Harris? No, I, th I think you've covered a lot because I think it, we're going to have a little bit of a debating when it comes to uh, items or on the agenda, like uh, who the best player in the Mitre 10 uh, Cup was, who the best coaches were. So I'm really excited. So I hope you've got a few candidates uh, lined up for those specific awards. What, you mean how do you, you think I've done some preparation? Jeez. Oh, no, Very probably many. not. No, pro probably not. <laughs> there we go. There's my preparation. I'm all ready to go. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh dearie me dearie me i was hoping to uh to, i was hoping that Bo would be getting on um and uh then we um uh oops there we go um and then hopefully he'll be um he'll be joining us uh yep i've sent him a link that isn't working uh and i've sent him now a link that, that should work so hopefully we'll see him um joining us in a uh in in, in a second um so 
here he is joining us right now. Now, Alex has already um, put in the, the live chat some reinstate, um, oh, oh, my word, um, Matera captaincy uh, in there as a hashtag. Um, and uh, good evening, Bella. How are you doing, sir? Very good evening, fans, wherever you are. I hope you're well. I hope you're safe. Small technical glitch back on air. Um, yeah, Pablo Matera. Mm. Skeletons from the past coming to haunt him and bite him on the backside. I think there's much more to this story. I think they, this is more to do with the fact that uh, the Argentinian public didn't actually feel that the Pumas did enough of a tribute more than just wearing a black armband when they played the All Blacks. And I think this, this, all these tweets from the past resurf resurfacing has a lot to do with this. That's my take on it. Um, yes, absolutely. It's, um, let, 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 let's crack on with that one as well. Yes, Aaron uh, says strange tweets come out when Australia have to win by a huge margin. Um, yes, um, th that's one way of looking at it. Um, but um, from everything I've read, this is an internal issue within Argentina. It has nothing to do with Australia um, at all. Um, so from from what I've read, um, yes, Bella, you, 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 you're on the money there. The, that some wearing not only a black um, armband, but also having um, Maradona's name on it as well, Nelsie. Um, we couldn't read that, um, but um, that's apparently what was there. It was considered not enough of a um, respect for Maradona. Um, and therefore, some people went uh, digging, um, essentially, and came up with these uh, uh, old tweets by um, Pablo Matera. Um, and I've just gone blank as to the other two players, but some um, who are also um, being... Um, uh, pulled um, also Petty and um, uh, Gerardo Petty and uh, Santiago Sokino um, have uh, also uh, been pulled from the um, from the from from, from the squad. Um, also, I've read somewhere that um, the president of Argentina is, is up for arrest as well, um, and so there is also perhaps other uh, so some some uh, attempting to deflect from other news stories that are going on inside Argentina as well, potentially, allegedly, and all of those words before I get sued and have Argentinian death squad sent to my door. Um, the, um, so, um, they, no, no, they'll, they'll send you a white man. That's what they do. They? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll, never, you'll never see them coming, Paul. <laughs> yeah, but especially not with the glasses off. Absolutely. Um, the, um, so, so that, that that's also being alleged. Um, a, a, another side of this is that earlier this year, a uh, black uh, youth was um, beaten to death by a bunch of white rugby um, players um, as well. Uh, and um, uh, I've read an Argentinian on Facebook um, uh, pointing out the uh, that uh, the, the, the the sort of uh, there is a inherent sort of racism within the middle classes there. Um, and that's also the group that happened to support rugby. Uh, not, um, and so, hence, there's a link there within Argentinian culture, which we wouldn't know about from, from me outside the country, uh, which might be, which, which, which will also explain why a lot of people were saying that uh, if, if you're making comments from nine years ago, um, I mean, how long do you, do you let someone uh, change their character? How, how long do you uh, keep? Uh, do, do you go back to these sort of things? Um, but I think if we take into account that that, that cultural link between racism and rugby in, in Argentina, 
then you can you can understand why they've reacted uh, swiftly and uh, severely. Um, the uh, um, Paul do not go on a helicopter ride. Yes, that's very true, Simon. I perhaps I should. Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll avoid that now. Um, Aaron does make the good point. Look, Maradona may have been a highly skilled soccer player, but um, wasn't a role model um, by, by any imagination. No, I mean, look, we're talking about someone who was a drug addict, alcohol addict, uh, domestic abuse, had a uh, murderer tattooed on his shoulder. Um, so look, clearly, um, Maradona had his personal issues. Let's be um, to, to put it uh, to put it bluntly, or put, sorry, put, 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 to put it um, um, uh, sort of lightly, uh, but. Um, yeah, it's 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 undeniable his uh, his um, influence on society uh, in um, in Argentina. Um, the I, I totally agree with that. Actually, look, it's unacceptable for racist comments, but if it's nine years ago, a guy shows remorse. We've not seen that act. We've not seen that behaviour for for nine years. Um, then yes, yeah, so yeah, how far? How much do we allow people to be reformed characters or not? Um, I guess is, is, is part of this. Um, but as I say, the cultural link here is possibly why, or probably why, the Argentinians have taken such swift and um, uh, harsh action. Uh, any other comments before we before we move on? I think I've covered everything from, that I that I want to say on this one. No, I think you've pretty much covered it all, Paul. Um, I, I suppose. Listen, I think you've got to give a bit of credit to the Argentinian rugby union for making such a strong stance. Um, for starters, even though in the case of uh, uh, Pablo Matera, that, that did happen when quite a, quite a few years ago, but uh, unfortunately, sometimes we can't hide all our skeletons in the closet. Yeah, think think before you type. That's the lesson here. So any mm. any young rugby players out there watching this, think before you type because mm. it could come back to bite you in the backside. Oh, look, I, I used to work in investment banking, um, and back in uh, back in the UK. Um, they said, right, um, if anything that you type into a computer, any email you, you, you send even internally, um, would you be happy to see that on the front page of the newspaper? If the answer is yes, then it's okay to send. If the answer is no, then you should not be you should not be typing that on any form of um, media. And perhaps you should be thinking again about your actions as well. Um, but uh, so, yes. Um, the... Um, the, there is rumours. The rumours that Jack is joining the South South American competition. Um, sorry, Simon, I think you've done a bit of typo. They don't actually even about Jack, um, but it'll be interesting to see who those who who that is. Um, Jaguars. Um, Jaguars. Jaguars. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Jaguars were to join the um, the new professional league that's been set up in um, uh, in South America. Um, it would make absolute sense for them to do so, uh, even though Argentina already has a team in that competition. So then, boys, my 10 cup. Um, I'm going to kick off, um, as, as I showed Stephen earlier, this is the preparation I've done for this. Um, so, Boa, hopefully you've done a bit more than that. <laughs> I haven't, um, not as much as you have, but wow. Well, I'm I have. Shall, 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 we, shall, we, shall we start with the easy one, guys, the haircuts? Well, the, the worst haircut of the year? Yeah, shall we start with the haircuts? Go on, then. Who is, who, uh, who, who, are, you, are you going to take the easy one? Let's see. Yeah, we'll start with the haircut. Well, I can I, I can think of three that I don't know whether they were the worst haircuts, depending which angle you were looking at. But I think for me, Joe Weber, uh, his haircut was an absolute shocker, in my opinion. And that it truly is the worst haircut. It's the most out there haircut. Uh, Fulau Fakatava as well. Uh, I think Sammy Knock probably 
uh, gets into those groups. Those are three boys that I that that come to mind in terms of haircuts, and we'll probably have to try and find a, a winner out of those three. Do you agree, guys? So yeah, so you mean you don't like the fact that Flau Fakasava has a has basically a pillow strapped to the back of his head? <laughs> no, no, not 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 at all. Like I say, we we thought it was the uh, Lions mascot that they left here in 2017. He obviously found it lying on the street and decided, gee, this would look good at the back of my head. <laughs> yeah, top a clear top pick for me, guys. Fakatava all day, every day. That, I, I have to say that was the most. Um, now this is, a, of course, very subjective sort of thing, but I'm, I'm sure 99.9 percent people will agree with me. That was the most hideous haircut. Uh, you know, yeah, in the in the last uh, was it the last 30, 40 years of professional rugby? <laughs> it's just whoa, 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 going big, going big. Wow. Um, the um, you've got to say, look, look, Joe Webber's um, basically uh, shaved at the front and then dreadlocks down the back. Um, clearly, uh, is uh, is one of the worst um, uh, as, as well. Um, I can't remember. There was, a, there was a player in Japan that did something similar um, to that, and I can't remember um, what um, and, and whose it, whose it was. But uh, I remember that. Um, sorry, Stephen, I missed the third name that you mentioned. Who was that? One? I think Sam, Sam Nock. Does he does he slip in there as well, or? Really, at the end of the day, I think Sam, compared to probably uh, Fakataba and Weber, mm, probably wasn't too bad at the end of the day. He just wasn't trying hard enough. Kind of, yeah, that, that, that was because, again, he, he he's he's basically got, gone long at the back with it with with a, with a bit of a, a bleach, but he's only done the tips. He's not done the whole thing the way that Fakataba has, right? Um, yeah. If I'm rem- remembering rightly, so um, yes, some some real poor haircuts um, and. Um, Look, at the end of the day, um, these young guys who don't have to have smart haircuts like Stephen does to, uh, to, to go around <laughs> doing, doing his, uh, his, uh, his day job. Um, and you can tell that uh, I'm, I'm Mr. Fashionista because, hey, I hide mine under a hat. Um, so, um, and, uh, and, and Boa, well, Boa's just basically decided that, uh, hey, um, it's, it's better just to take the whole lot off and not have to worry about it in the morning. Um, yeah. A bit of a bit, a bit of a shine in the morning, uh, and that's all. That's all he needs. Um, so I'm not, not sure where, where, where the best best placed about fashionista, but um, the uh, but I think also a lot of players have gone for. Um, I mean, obviously we've had we've had the um, the, the, the bleached and, and, and pink hair um, as well has been an interesting look that we've seen from players, um, uh, and they, they really have enjoyed doing some really horrible things with their hair during lockdown. Um, so yeah, so that that's yeah. I, I'm you guys want Fakatov, I would go for Weber, um, but um, but there, um, try to think of a bald person, says Alex, um, Bull Allen, yeah, yep. Well, back in the back in the day, um, actually, Bull wasn't Bull's haircut wasn't too bad because it wasn't really a haircut, he just shaved his head, exactly, and inspired by Boa. Yeah, that's right. Bruce Willis saw my head and said, "Boy, yeah, yeah. That's, that's that, I, I want to be that guy." Yeah, and and he yeah. started a trend. Yeah, yeah. Now, look, okay. You know what? Fakatawa's hair reminds me of an albino mangrove. Seriously, it's just that out of place and out of whack. It's just yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, I mean, coaching is your area of expertise, Boa. So, which um, which coaches this year have stood out for you? Um, considering the catalog to work with, 
Look, uh, three coaches. Uh, for me, the most impressive was the Tanifa coach, uh, George Gonia. No question. I think he's really instilled some discipline and really worked on honing the basics of the Tanifa. Um, and, you know, the way they played, especially those last four games, uh, really personified that coaching philosophy. Uh, Dale McLeod from uh, the Stags, you know, done a tremendous job, again, focusing on the basics. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, all credit goes to them. Um, and, you know, I think Alama, Alama Rumia has, uh, you know, yet again consistently done some outstanding work. I, I personally know the level of planning, uh, the level of backroom work Alama put into this campaign. Um, and, you know, in, in theory, guys, he was only one drop kick away from uh, winning uh, NPC or Mitre 10 titles. So, in that order... George, uh, Dale, and Alama Eremia. Top three picks for me. And that Dale one is, is yeah, you talk about the amount of efforts and uh, um, the, the, that's been put into planning for the season. And Dale was talking to um, his captain uh, since Christmas. Um, so he's been, I mean, this this has been a, a long time planning there with, um, oh, I've just gone blank, the, the, the American um, player who was at the Blues um who went down there Lambo Lambo Tony Lambo so I mean, he he'd been working with he'd been chatting with Tony Lambo about how they would structure the squad uh what what their what their um their culture would be etc for, for months ahead of time um which which uh which surprised me which which was I was impressed by um there um I think um another person I was going to throw in there in Clayton McMillan taking a bay of plenty up get promoted and then Get them into the playoffs as well. Um, I thought it was 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 a um, uh, in in two seasons was um, was a good shift um, for by by him. Um, and uh, obviously the other losing semi finalist um, Strawbridge again uh, two years ago promoted and then into the playoffs. So um, yeah, I, I, the, again two other coaches doing some really good work um, around the around the provinces. Stephen, who, who do, do you agree though that um, that Cornia um, is, is 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 top of the pile? Um, no, I probably they probably won't let me pass the uh, pass the Brian Doans after this. But no, I I haven't gone for uh, for George uh, this year. Even though I've got to say, George, given that we're in a COVID year, I thought uh, Cornia um, probably probably just need there's probably a little bit more work work to be done with with that northland team because I thought they they started off okay but just fell off the rails a little bit in the uh, second round there might be a few question marks over some of the the um or, original sort of selections but once they found their mojo definitely a tick a tick in the box I like um Boa loved the work of Dale McLeod when you could when you consider what he's actually got to work with which is not a hell of a lot um he he did very very well, and he played. He had that team playing with a, a lot of heart, and you know they're probably limited resources as well. So made the best of a um, a difficult situ situation, but very well led as well by uh, by Tony Lamborn. The other two uh, candidates I had. Listen, I think not entirely sure who the who the head coach of Tasman is, whether it's Shane Christie, Andrew Goodman, or or Clark Dermody. But listen, guys, you've got to have them in the mix. To come up and do this back to back, I know they had a very strong squad at the top of the season, but in reality, they lost a lot of their they lost a lot of their All Blacks, and then they had a, a lot of injuries as well. Alex Ainley Mankerville was injured, 
you know, they had a they had a few guys, a few bodies that actually ended up on the uh, on the injury list, and to come through, especially even more so after getting well and truly thumped by Auckland at Eden Park in the round robin game, where they didn't, where they looked like the wheels had fallen off a little bit, they bounced back very very well, and uh, the other coach that's in the picture, well, Mark Ozich. And uh, and Josh Symes from from Hawks Bay. I mean to say, the guys have got their Anfield Shield. They've promoted themselves to the uh, the Championship Division. Listen, along the along their journey as well, they they won that competition very very comfortably. And there was a lot of talk around that they'd be very very competitive. He's put a a really really good squad together. And um, listen, guys, that's that's where I'm for for me, Mark Ozich and Josh Josh Symes. Uh, get the chocolates for me, but that's only just ahead of the the boys from Tasman who did an amazing job as well. And like I say, full credit to to Dale with what he's done. Uh, yeah, and, uh, to, on that one, Hawks Bay, the only team in the championship with a positive points difference. Um, all the rest had negative ones because the crossover games, obviously, with the um, uh, with the Premiership uh, um, there as well. Um, so. Um, it's it's a matter of which teams haven't we talked about? I guess in, in that kind of sense, there's been quite a lot of um, good, um, uh, good, 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 good pieces there. Um, I'm going with Southland, um, so we, we've got a split decision there, folks. Um, but I think we've we've we, we, we've name checked all the co- all, all the coaches that have done done sort of really good work uh, or stood out some, um, particularly in um, in all of this. Talking of coaches, and we've already had our first casualty of the season. Uh, and Taranaki um, are looking for a, uh, a new head coach um, down there. Uh, look, um, I've gone blank for the guy's name now, but he's only what? Willie Ricards, yeah. Willie Ricards, only 35, I think it is, or 36. Um, so he's a very, very young coach. Um, been there, been at Taranaki, I think, for three seasons. Um, basically took over when Cooper went up to the Chiefs. Uh, and um, I guess my only comment, maybe, maybe a bit too quick, um, and perhaps could have done a bit more experience uh, before taking on the um, the head coaching role um, there. And we also wish him the best, and that he gets another coaching role, another opportunity. Because I say he's got a long, uh, many years left uh, in his career um, to go in that one. Um, emerging player, then, folks, who um, who has stood, who has uh, rocketed <coughs> into consciousness that you uh, weren't aware of before, Stephen. Well, I'll, I'll rattle out a few names. So I'll give us something to get our our, our, our teeth in, um, into. Of course, there's uh, Falao Fakataba, who's been absolutely outstanding um, this year. We saw a bit of his talent last year, so we may not consider him an emerging player. But also Shay Fihaki as well. We we saw the, the talent of this kid, you know, rock rock up with about two minutes to go and, and knock over a 50-metre penalty <clears throat> to keep Canterbury in the, uh, in the uh, Premiership. Zan Sullivan, after not having a contract with uh, with Auckland earlier in the year, boy, just showed what a talent he is. And within the space of a few months, he's going to be named in the Blues on Thursday. Watch out for that. Like the look of Josh Lord, the big tall lock uh, from uh, Taranaki as well. Looks uh, uh, a kid on the rise, pardon the pun, guys. Also, Joe Johnson from uh, Bay of Plenty on the side of the scrum, a loose forward that we'd not not seen before, but uh, he uh, also took his op- opportunity, and a couple of other other boys from from lesser sides. TK Howden from uh, Manawatu Turbos really really impressed me as a as a player, tall, rangy, physical, um, very 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 tough kid, 
And, uh, of course, Counties Monaco, when they were struggling early, earlier in the season, um, Baden-Kerr, you know, not just been out of the New Zealand game for a while, but uh, Jason Robertson uh, looked a really good acquisition for uh, Counties Monaco, but he might have been around before. So for me, maybe any one of those names, maybe Fulau Whakataba, but we, we saw a bit of Fulau's uh, talent last year. Boy, I'll hand it over to you, mate. Well, before you, before you do, uh, yeah, Fakatava, I would say, isn't emerging as he's already a super rugby player. Um, so I think that's, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we will definitely um, uh, put, uh, yeah, uh, um, scratch him from the uh, from, 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 from this from this category. A great, wonderful player that he has been. Sorry, we can put him, we can put him in another category though, but that's okay. Where you go, Bob? <laughs> well, look, uh, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm going to show a little bit of Auckland bias here and uh, name you mentioned, Zan Sullivan, I think. Zan's been knocking on the door, you know, love the way this kid plays, especially in the uh, Gala Premier um, Auckland Club competition. Uh, I think he got three opportunities to kick at goal for Auckland this season, nailed all three of them, especially in that semi-final. Uh, really knows when to inject himself into the game. He's got a great work rate. He's got good X factor. And, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll score contract with the Blues, who hopefully get named very shortly. Um, and you know he's he's got all the characteristics of being that X Factor player who can spark something out of nothing. And I think uh, Auckland coaching staff used him very very well. Um, the other person I have to mention, I'm not quite sure whether he's quite fitting the fold of an emerging player, is the Waikato halfback Xavier Rowe. Oh, uh, yeah. You know. Incredible player. Again, lots of energy, lots of enthusiasm, great attitude, great work rate, almost like a, a, a mini mold of Aaron Smith in the making. So um, I, I, I haven't got a list as long as uh, Mr. Harris's, but for me, those two players, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be – I'm a little bit biased, as I said before, with uh, uh, College Rifles uh, player Zan. Well, in interestingly enough, uh, another guy, Ben Wickies, just mentioned Freedom – as well, and we do apologise, uh, Ben. It just shows you how prepared we are that I'm actually writing a list on the, on the run, and I forgot uh, Freedom's name. But yeah, Freedom as well, because I, I suppose you've got to look at guys that have also basically first year put their hand up, and within the space of one year they've gone from minor ten to Super Rugby. And Freedom shows he's got an eye for the line, and he's already made the Highlanders as his Zane Zane Sullivan. So really and truthfully, those probably if you really narrow it down that your winner's probably coming from one of those one of those two guys although all the other guys that we mentioned are promising although we'll leave it to Paul to uh, split this decision me um, I was gonna say another, another player who's gone, as you say it's got to be someone really who who we know is going to get pick up a I mean um, a super contract Zane Sol um, Sol um, not Zane Sol um, Xavier Rowe uh, also will be picking up one with the Chiefs um, so it's good to see that we are seeing some that the, these guys uh, are getting rewarded um uh, for for coming through um, and, um, uh, and, but, and and making their mark. So, but, sorry, but we have, but, but we have to make a decision. You've gone for Xavier Rowe. I'm going to go for Freedom Vahakolo, and um, Boar's going to go for Zan. So we we actually need somebody to split us on those. So if we can get some votes rolling in, we'll run with your we'll run with your votes. At the at the end of the day, so those are our three that we're talk, we're talking about: Free, Freedom Vahakalo, Zan Sullivan, and Xavier Rowe. So those are the three. So uh, just send your votes in, and at the end of the day, 
um, a little bit like the American diplomatic system. Diplomacy will speak. Maybe not. We'll take uh, it to court. Not, 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 not diplomacy. You mean uh, you mean um, democracy? We'll speak. Democracy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> democracy being a pattern. <laughs> yeah, guys. Uh, one thing I would say is, if my uh, stats are on the money, freedom had uh, most positive carry meters in the competition. So for a, a breakthrough player, I mean that's that's uh, fantastic. Especially when the All Blacks were available at uh, my ten level. To be doing those sort of numbers is, you know, it's it's phenomenal, and just goes to show how good a player this kid is. Um, Nocturnal writes the same county's flanker. Can't remember his name. A big ball runner, runner out wide. I'm trying to think who um who that might have been. Um, but um, uh, what what we'll do um whilst um whilst uh, uh Stephen because uh, it's because he's doing things on the fly. I'm assuming he's also got himself a a a list of um player of the season. So um, you rattle through that and I'll try and figure out who the county's player was. Okay. Uh, okay. This was a, a real interesting one because a, a lot of guys uh, held their hands up. Um, Celisi Rayasi was just absolutely outstanding in everything that he he did the weekend. Uh, did, did this year, a little bit quiet in, in the final, but an, another guy who held his hand, hand up in that same same final and has been really devastating and consistent for Tasman throughout the whole season is Lester Fayanuku. I think he's been really outstanding as well. Really, really consistent. Um, a couple of other players I've gone for. Now, I've gone for a veteran because when Canterbury was struggling, they needed somebody to really, really stand up. And he stood up in two really big ga big games. And ironically, both the teams that played in the final. And uh, and he was pretty solid at the beginning of the season. Luke Romano is is worth a real special mention because I, I think he really stood up. Uh, another player that I I quite liked was um, Devin, Devin Flanders as well from uh, Hawke's Bay. Uh, Devin, Devin looked really, really good. Um, uh, just just looks like a, an all-black in, in the making. Call me a little bit biased here. I've also gone for Sam, Sam Nock. I thought Sam Nock had an outstanding <clears throat> season for for Northern. Unfortunately, sadly, sadly missed um, <clears throat> when uh, when basically um, he uh, got injured. Also, like the look of Adrian Chope from uh, Auckland, I I thought just really outstanding at the turnover, outstanding at at breakdown. Listen, guys, in just a little time, those are those are a few names that I that I wrote down. I think you've also got to throw um, <clears throat> a couple of other upper leaders in there as well who are outstanding. It'd be remiss of me not to mention Ash Dixon, who was just yeah, he just keeps on keeping on and anywhere else in the anywhere else in the world he'd probably be running around as their number one hooker. And of course <clears throat> Tony Lamborn, just absolutely inspirational uh, for Southland. Now I apologize if I miss anybody. Just throw us your ideas. Um if you're if you're tuning in just chuck it up chuck it up there on the uh, Facebook site. But I'll throw it to you, boy. Well, Steve, well done to you, mate. That's a that's a very very long list. I I actually uh, tried really hard to write up a list, but then I came up with two names, two names which really stuck out for me. Salesi Rayasi, a clear top pick. I think he's he was the most underutilized player in the entire competition. Uh, unfortunately, Auckland just got a little bit too hooked up on playing their attacking shapes in the final. They didn't really play uh, what you call. Uh, 
you know, constructed rugby from broken play. Interesting enough, I was having a chat with Josh Kronfeld uh, uh, a few days ago, and he made a very interesting comment. He said, boy, you know, at, at NPC or, uh, you know, when he was playing with the Air New Zealand Cup, uh, might attend, you know, teams aren't playing rugby. And I said, well, what do you mean? And he says, well, you know, every, everyone's so hung up on playing these shapes. It's either one three three one, two four four two. You know, teams aren't looking to do strike moves after a second, third ruck recycle. You know, when, when he was playing, uh, you know, Mertz, the first, Andrew Mertz, the first five, would, would call a move and they would, and that's what I think was missing. And Rayasi, given those sort of opportunities, he would have scored a lot more tries and he would have had a very, very influential role to play in the final. The other player I'm going for, Johnny Mathalai. Johnny Mathalai for the Tanifa. I think, man, he had, a, he had an amazing season. Um, again, a little bit underutilized on the strike moves. He probably needed a little bit more um, ball to play with. But whenever he was given good quality front football, try time on that left wing. And again, very exciting player and, uh, you know, um, fits that mold of those uh, exciting Fijian wingers Northland have always had. Uh, and uh, I think uh, on yesterday's show, I made a comment that he was very norm, very manesque. Um, mm-hmm. And I have, I have to throw in the name uh, Rupeni Tawanimbutha, uh, another great Northland and blue stalwart. Very, very similar style, brings the crowd, brings the community, lots of excitement. Uh, but be- in between those two, Clear topic, Celesi Ryasi of Auckland. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm over with Lester Fayanuku from Tasman for me. Um, really is more my uh, my kind of player. It's interesting we've not mentioned many 10s um, in all this, which is um, that Terry Black had a really good season, just controlling things quietly for Bay of Plenty. Perhaps not stand out, but I don't think he made, made any mistakes or many mistakes with one of those, those kind of players. Um, there. Um, it was interesting, you brought up quite a few of the older names as well, Stephen, we had back to players, I mean, we saw some players like, um, perhaps doing a lot of stuff off the park we don't see, but uh, Liam Messam, Adam Thompson, uh, a lot of, like, lot of sort of older players have come back, um, perhaps not up for player of the season, but it's been good to have them around to provide that that, um, that leadership overall mm. um, there. Um, but so, yeah, Leicester Fine Nuku for me. Well, that means that leaves me with the casting vote, I would imagine. So I, I'm going, unfortunately, Paul, you're going to get outnumbered today. I am going to go with uh, uh, Rayasi. Listen, while, we, while we're talking about some of those uh, leaders around, I think we also should throw in maybe captain of the year as well, because I think that will probably be some uh, relatively easy selections when it comes to uh, skippers of, of, of teams. Um, uh, just probably looking at the candidates, Ash Dixon, I suppose, stands out. Tony Lamborn being a, a very, very good, very, very good skipper. I, I, th- I thought, um, oh boy, uh, I thought Duplessis Kariffi was shaping as a, a very, a very good skipper for uh, for Wellington before he was uh, called into the All Blacks. But really, at the end of the day, guys, if you can think of somebody else, I can only personally, I can only think of one clear winner. Yeah, absolutely. I think you've got to, it's, it's hard not to go part. Yeah, Ash Dixon clearly is the man who um, who leads them around. Third vote, Ash Dixon. Yeah. Clear, easy top pick. He's got the mana. He's got that real presence. Uh, and he's very decisive uh, when he makes a call 
you know, and I think um, all the boys, especially at Mighty 10, NPC level, they respond really well to him because he's that older statesman. One thing I, I do have to say is I'm, I'm not a big fan of getting most of the older boys coming and hogging a position. Um, I think uh, NPC is, is, is a pathways program to higher honors. Oh. I think we need to get more. Uh, uh, younger players involved in it, and um, but that's that's just a, a, a personal coaching bias I have. I'm, I'm again, I'm, I'm not a big fan of trying to get guys who have had you know 360 something games who've gone overseas coming back because they you know they need a contract. It's uh, you're, you're far better off investing in uh, a younger player and giving them opportunity. That's just my take on it, guys. I was just, I was just thinking, guys. If we ever need somebody to come off the bench for the show, we can bring uh, Ben Wiki on because he's just mentioned David Havili for his leadership and consistency of consistency of performance. Yeah, good point, uh, Ben. You'd have to probably those would probably be your three in the mix: Dixon, Lambourne, and uh, definitely David Havili. You'd have to say David Havili. You know, he just did not drop his standards uh, throughout the season. Even you know, even though for a back, sometimes it's never easy to. Uh, uh, to skipper aside from uh, especially way at the back, but at least you get a vision. You you do see pictures that a lot of other people uh, don't see. And uh, just replying to Aaron before, yes, we've been a bit harsh on the forwards. Um, yes. <laughs> all, all our prices are going to the backs. It's just hate. It's just the way out. It's just our opinion and the way we see things. Talking of forwards, though, um, the, the, the player we're thinking of from um, counties um, is Avilamai uh, Tulani. Yeah, big strapping lad. Yeah, mm. um, Paul. One thing I have to say is, uh, you know, one of the reasons why we haven't spoken about too many first fives or tens is because most of the teams they're playing patterns. They either play off the nine or they're obsessed with these attacking shapes. So you don't really see that attacking flair and creativity from a ten unless you have a real special player. Um, so that, that's 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 a pattern you're starting to see uh, pretty much right around the world. I mean. I was watching the England v Wales game the other day, and you know it's the same thing. You know they play a very robotic pattern. They're very good at um, obviously playing these patterns, uh, but purely from a, a, a you know excitement point of view, you don't necessarily see those X factor individual breaks, etc. So that's probably one of the reasons why we're not talking about too many first fives. Yeah, and, and we also got so many. Um... Uh, so many scrum halves or halfbacks, aren't we? we um, that, that we've said that those are all um, that those are all uh, uh, sort of players. And someone like sort of Jamie Booth was a massive loss for Manawa too, as well. Um, we've mentioned quite a few uh, halfbacks during some of our um, during some of our chat this evening. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, that you say so much running more off, off nine, and they're more visible um, to us than the tens are uh, quite often nowadays. And also, um, you quite a, a lot of teams now will play with the um, with the fullback coming in and, and being the first receiver or a winger playing first receiver for a while as well, um, which then also kind of uh, takes some of that, um, takes some of the weight off that first five, but also gives them less opportunities to shine um, as well. Um, nocturnal rights, yes. Um, complaining to the um, the referee is a big topic and I'm not going to spend the next half hour moaning about that because we could very easily do so. Um so then quickly, I want to, um, because there are 14 teams to go through and we're already 40 minutes in, um, we are going to go now very quickly through and give um, A, B, C um, or D. How do you rank the team compared to how you think their, their pre-season expectations of the team were? Um, and we'll start with the championship 
um, at the bottom, and we'll, wait, 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 we'll, we'll make our way up. Manoa two finished last, just one win from the season. Um, I don't, I personally don't think they had particularly high. I, I didn't have particularly high expectations for them, um, but even so, I think a C grade for them this season. I, I would expect them to be a, maybe a place or two higher than that. Yeah, re- really tough for those guys. You know, losing um, Otere Black at the start of the season to Bay of, Bay of Plenty. They also lost Fraser Armstrong uh, to Wellington, although he, he didn't feature for Wellington because he was injured. And, of course, not having Nani Lamalpi just took so much firepower out of that team. A lot of their game revolved around their halfback, Jamie Booth. Uh, listen, it, it's it's a hard one to mark here because, you know, they, they had a lot of young guys in the, in the side. The good news for them is they've, it looks like they've got a couple of young guys. I remember I mentioned TK Howden before who looked a, who looked a, um, a really good player. They had another number eight out of Palmerston boys, just forgotten his, uh, his name earlier in the season. He looked really good. But all up for their season, they would be, probably be disappointed. So they're probably heading to a C- minus or a D, dare I say it, guys. Yeah, I mean, Rob Thompson also another experienced player that they, that's, um, that uh, that they lost in the off season as well. So you're right, it is a very very uh, young side. Um, Bo? Yeah, look, uh, there's a there's a long list of excuses for these guys, particularly <laughs> losing all those players. And Otter Black was uh, uh, a fairly valid excuse, but disappointment, D for disappointment. I was expecting a lot better. Uh, you know, I, I look at some of the patches of play they had. It was just you know, quite abysmal at times. So I think they can do a lot better. Um, yeah, it's a D. A D for you. Okay. Uh, next up, Counties Manukau. Um, at three wins from seven. Finished sixth in the table. Um, a side that was in the Premiership only, what, uh, last season or the year before that? Um, so I've only just been, I've only just been relegated within the last two years. Um, uh, so for me... That would be a D for Counties Manukau. I know they're building a lot of structures and try to put things in place for next year, but um, under and uh, under a new head coach this season. Uh, but for me, I think uh, Counties finishing sixth uh, in the championship, I would have to go for a D uh, for their Meister Ten Cup performance. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a C. <clears throat> I'm gonna go for a C minus. They found a found a little bit of form towards the end. The end, and there were times they were competitive against. Uh, uh, but premiership time, so I'm going to cut them a little bit of slack and give them a C minus. I have no sympathy. I'm with Paul. <laughs> Deeper disappointment. Given, given their structure, <laughs> given uh, the amount of time they've put into the planning and some of the players, you know, for example, guys like Bade and Kerr coming out from Japan, you know, all underutilized. I, I know how well they put uh, uh, a lot of emphasis into their club premier grade. Uh, so, you know, Again, guys, you know, very, very disappointing. They should have done a lot better. Um, so, yeah, D for disappointment. Next up, Southland, fifth in the table, 10. Again, three wins from their 10 games, um, but uh, two extra bonus points saw them ahead of um, the uh, head of counties. Um, uh, and for me, I think, yeah, the, look, three wins, considering they didn't, they didn't win a game last season. Uh, for me, I think I've got to say, uh, a, a B or a B plus for me for Southland. Yeah, I'll, I'll go along with that. I was sort of thinking a, a, a C plus or a or a B. So what's the higher, the B or the C? Um, the B. The B. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I think I think for, for Southland, I'm going to give them a B plus this year um, because 
there are probably a couple of games along the way that they'll really kick themselves for losing. That game against Northland uh, especially could have also had a win against Waikato. Really and truthfully, I, I think, if I know Dale McLeod, and he said at the beginning of the season that he said they were gunning to make the top four, not just to be make up make up numbers. So I think uh, I, I think for me, maybe a B. Yeah, I mean, they were eight points off the top four. There was, there was a fair gap there. Bella? Look, as a coach, as a uh, coaching educator, I always look for effort. It's all about critiquing effort. So I think we've got to give uh, my personal view is Dale with the planning, with the, the amount of rugby IQ he brought in and how he managed his resources with, with the players he had. Got to give him an A. A for effort, guys. There you go. Wow. A for effort. Um, okay. Interesting spelling, but we'll do. Um, the <laughs> Moving up then, Taranaki. Uh, another side like Counties been relegated the last two years. I'm pretty sure it's two years ago now. Um, started off with the Ranford, did actually win the Ranford Shield this year, um, but finished the record of six and four on at 24 points. They're losing bonus points, four losing bonus points. They were close in a lot of those losses, um, but we have seen the coach go down. Now, uh, for me, this is a C. Taranaki are a side that should be um, a premiership team, I think, or, or at least challenge or, or getting much closer to that. Now, sure, they are down on cash because of their stadium. Um, but I think, yeah, a C for me um, this year, Stephen. Yeah, I, I've got to go along with that. And they kind of imploded in that semi-final as as well. I realise you've got all the injuries, but, yeah, listen, they're, they're, they're a side that still had enough quality quality names to, to put out put out some better performances uh, what what they did, and it started really so well from them. I know we're sounding really a bit harsh with the with the injuries, but yeah, C C's about right. I I agree, uh, Stephen, and I I don't think you're being harsh at all. I'm going to be really really harsh. And um, can, can I give someone a U for unclassified? Oh, oh. no, that's, no, that's no. Uh, I look, guys. I I think Taranaki extremely disappointing. Um, you know, they look back and yeah, I mean, and I get all these issues, but again, it just, it's, it's a reflection of, you know, uh, what's, what's happening within the organization. And, um, you know, you have to, uh, especially at this level, you have to be able to very quickly, uh, communicate amongst each other and sort it out. So very, very, uh, uh, disappointing, uh, performance yet again, and deeper disappointment. What can I say? <laughs> well, well, you've got somebody who agrees with you because nocturnal rights agrees with you as well. He says big, big, Ross, yeah, exactly. But look, but look, lost too often in games. So hey, there you go. Um, Northland up next five from five, 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 five wins from ten. Also on twenty-four points, same as Taranaki. Um, but obviously got the more wins there. Um, uh, and uh, you know, this is a side again that um, has been yo-yos, uh, yo-yo over the last couple of seasons. Had that twenty-two run, run losing streak um, uh, not that long ago, but also were were making semi-finals um, a couple of years ago as well. So. Um, a very much a yo-yo side, I would say probably um, because of the improvement towards the end of the season, I'll go for a, um, for a B minus um, for for Northland here um, on this one. Um, Stephen, yeah, I, I was sort of thinking like 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 the same um, is a B higher than a high, than a B minus. I think it is a yes, B minus. Yep. Takes, B minus takes you back to C. Um, listen, really? I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go for a, for a B because. I don't think they really found their attacking structure until probably the game up in Kaikaui when they played Waikato. Attacking-wise, they'd struggle a little bit. A lot of the they hadn't really scored a lot of points via 
uh, set piece. A lot of it was uh, uh, turnover. So yeah, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with a B. Well, yeah, look, three Bs, three Bs. I have to say, North and very very exciting side. Um, you know, lots of lots of highlight reel excitement moments, and they they really figured out how to play rugby, especially in those last uh, three to four games where they attacked with they they attacked the edge and they got their strike weapons like Johnny Mathalai, especially Sam Nock, his performance. Uh, wow, uh, for, for for me, uh, a, a real excitement machine, very intelligent. And also uh, coupled in with the coach, um, how he's brought that rugby IQ onto the table. They're probably doing a lot of classroom work on the whiteboard, off the field. And it, it, it showed, guys. It really showed. They cut down the errors. And also attitude, you know, the energy. So for me, B, Northland. Lots of, lots of whiteboard work. Absolutely. Uh, that's what we need to see. Um, the Nocturnal uh, uh, Rights also agrees with a B in the live chat there. Moving on to Otago. Now, um, my pre-season uh, chat with the coaches, coach from there, was that this was a season they were looking, they were targeting promotion and that anything else was uh, going to be a failure. Um, and therefore, for me, this is going to be a C for them um, because, did uh, yes, they got themselves at home semi-final, but then uh, but lost that one, uh, didn't make the final. And so if you if you if that's your expectations pre-season, then for me, um, Otago um, probably the uh, a C there. Good point from Aaron there. Uh, uh, Northern most improved uh, <laughs> consistency at, at times. So yes, um, uh, but for yeah for me Otago um, a C grade. I got a text. I got I got a text from a mate. Um, He's just asked, um, what are you on, boy? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, Jim Boa, what, 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 what schemes run around before lunching? Um, what are your thoughts on Otago? Yeah, look, uh, very erratic. I think they had the most number of uh, turnovers conceded in the competition. Um, so, yeah, I, I, look, less I said, the better. I'd go with a C- minus for them. Um, Stephen, Otago? Yeah, listen, I I think to to have lifted the shield and then implode against Hawks Bay, you know, quite meekly, is is very very disappointed. And uh, once again, in a semi final at home, yeah, there were probably just too many too many little disappointments in the way. So yeah, I'm I'm agree. I see for Otago. Yeah, I forgot they even lifted, they even lifted the shield. To be honest, um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, Hawks Bay. Look. Uh, uh, taking the shield in to the summer, um, uh, seven wins from three, beating uh, Premiership teams. So the only team in the Championship with twenty with, with fifty five points uh, points difference, uh, positive points difference. Um, so for me, it's got to be an A uh, for Hawks Bay. Um, the, the 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 one black mark against them um, was nicknaming the Ranfurly Shield Ranny and saying Ranny was looked after for the for the for the, for the, for the off season. Yeah, not 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 a fan of that. Um, but uh, but apart from that, I think yeah, Hawks Bay uh, good, good on the field. Um, some dodgy uh, some some dodgy nicknames off the field on the social media. <laughs> um, Stephen, oh listen, I think you've got a uh, what's a plus? I, listen, you've got to give them an A. Yep, a, you've got to give them an A for, a, a for the season. Um, it, it's 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 simple as like quality squad. Um, there'll probably be a couple of games where they, where they'd be a, a little bit disappointed, where they, especially that North Harbour game. But I, you know, I understand that. 
I think they were probably trying to rest their players, so they were well beaten at at, uh, at North North Harbour Stadium. And uh, I don't know if you can actually call them the Bay because they did get beaten by Bay of Plenty this year. Even though oh, they're definitely not. They're definitely not the Bay. That's just they're, defi- yeah. they're, def- they're definitely not that the Bay. So I can't give them an A plus. <laughs> it has to be an A this year. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's three years then. It's three years. Easily uh, the most strategic side, best leader. Uh, they picked and choose their battles very, very well. Um, and also the points differential. I mean, that, that tells you that they targeted the games they wanted to target and they came out with the right results. So from an overall holistic point of view, great coaching, great players, uh, you know, great management of their playing roster, A+. plus. Oh, we've got a couple of A minuses in there, but uh, and, and some A pluses. So yeah, that's. Uh, but I'm not sure we can. Simon, there, a Bay of Plenty fan, putting in an A minus. I think I think we can understand where that's coming from. Um, moving on then to the uh, Premiership, North Harbour, five from five, uh, twenty-seven points, two points off. Um, there, a team that um, I think really turned their season around. At early in the season, I had them down as after I think it was opening three losses. Um, I had them down as uh, as definitely uh, re- relegated, um, but really for all the way to the end, turned things around. Um, and I think even though they got relegated, um, perhaps, uh, um, I don't know, is it a C because they got relegated or is it a B because of the performances and how they turned things around? Um, I'm, I'm, in that, I'm in that kind of, I'm just practically a B actually. Seem? Just, oh, listen, just the way they started. And once again, they're another team that beat both the both the Premiership finalists yes. as well, and, 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 which is just random and crazy. Um, because I'm pretty sure I know, talking to a few of the Auckland coaching staff, they actually wanted to play Harbour again just to get some uh, uh, payback for that loss, but it wasn't to be. Um, I th- listen, I think just the start of the season just absolutely killed them, and they were also playing catch-up. And I think a bit of a low point was also losing to... Southland down in in Vicargill as well, a game that they should have won, and that's with the greatest of respect to our, our friends down in, in, in Southland. Um, at the end of the day, and it, it's so cutthroat, it's just really the difference. They scored 33 points on the final day. Um, you'd have to probably say B- minus for me. Well, um, yeah, we've got a couple of Bs in there from uh, Nocturnal Rights and Simon, but uh, Aaron, the Auckland fan, has given... Harbour D. Tad Harbour, Aaron. Oh, he's still still sore about that loss, aren't you, Aaron? <laughs> but, <laughs> no, look, for me, it's uh, it's I mean, they started, they started like a house on fire. It's a bit of a, like a soda pop bottle, wasn't it? They were just oh. all uh, fire and brimstone, and then they just kind of lost their way a little bit. Oh. Um, you know, and um, I agree with Stephen. You know, there's a bit of a blemish there losing to Southland. They should have never, ever, ever lost that game, but they did. Uh, and just consistency, you know, consistency. And also from a tactical point of view, I wish they had taken more shots at goal because had they done that, you know, it would have been a very, very different story. So for that reason, yeah, I'm sort of leaning more towards that sort of B minus C plus C by minus area. Yeah, I think look, expectation wise, I think we're all expecting North Harbour to be part of that relegation battle pre season anyway. A team we didn't expect to be part of that relegation battle and who we thought would probably be, um, well, into the playoffs would be Wellington. Five wins, again, five losses, 29 points, just kept stayed up on um, uh, on bonus points. Uh, there, seven try bonus points in 10 games is, is, is some going. Uh, the most out of any team in um, the, uh, the, the, the league. And then to score that many points, but to let in. Uh, 248 points, um, which was the second most 
in the uh, prem in the Premiership. Um, I've got to say, Wellington for me um, got to be a, um, a C minus, if uh, if not a D actually. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I yeah, really poor season for for, for Wellington in, in my book, Stephen. Yeah, I've got to I've got to agree for a side that started pretty well, and I'm talking about a a really convincing win over Auckland at, at Eden Park. Oh, sorry, um, that was their second game. They beat uh, uh, Auckland at Eden Park 39-21. But if you think back to the first game that they played against Waikato, you know a complete turnaround. They got absolutely thrashed. Waikato put on fifty three points, and then you know just a just a whole lot of inconsistency along the way and I think along the way they actually got knocked over by a couple of uh, stand to be corrected that they might have been beaten by a couple of championship sides yeah Hawks Bay knocked them over and also just looking down the table here they were beaten by Otago in a one pointer as well so I'm, I'm thinking Wellington I'm sorry I've got to give these guys a C minus they've got a, they've got a lot of depth to pick from down in the capital and to start so well but be so inconsistent with their standards. Yeah, realise they had a couple of players pulled out here, but yeah, just all over the place. Aaron, Wellington, typical political inconsistencies, C minus. Oh, dearie me. Bringing politics, leave, leave politics out of sport. Um, the, uh, Bella, are you, are you, are you yeah, a look, I, I, I agree wholeheartedly with Stephen. And uh, for me, you know, the biggest disappointment with Wellington was with, with that talent uh, and that roster. These guys, they actually forgot how to tackle in certain games. It was it, it was that atrocious, you know. And I was I was if I had hair, I'd be pulling it out because you know with with, with, with those sort of quality players, uh, you know the points differential and uh, the, the the amount of points they consider tells your story. So um, with if 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 um, we were to put all these teams at uh, the University of Rugby defense, uh, I they would graduate top of the class with honors with a D plus. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and for me, one of their most, most disappointing performances was actually their Shield Challenge against uh, Hawke's Bay, where Hawke's Bay just basically ran all over them, on, obviously on the field, and they won the, that, Hawke's Bay won the bantering stakes as well because obviously, they obviously stuck it to them verbally just to remind them as well um, who, who they were. And uh, that, that particular performance was just so substandard when you were challenging for the Shield. Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going back to a D now. Um, moving on to Canterbury then, five from five. Um, I'm sorry, folks, we've got a bit of an echo going on. Not quite sure where that's come from. Um, but Canterbury again, five from five uh, there, uh, 29 points, the same as um, uh, Wellington. Uh, again, saved on the last day of the season. For me, for a side that has um, uh, sort of been in or, or, or won something like uh, seven out of the last ten um no, it must be uh, six out of the last ten, but it, they, they won nine out of ten um, you know, recent years. Canterbury uh, not being in the playoffs is a D um, for me. This is a this is a massive underperformance for Canterbury. Um, but yeah, I think looks like D's the uh, flavor flavor of the day today. Very very disappointed by their high standards. I I, see, I sincerely hope that this is not the start of uh, a bit of a decline for Canterbury, especially at NPC level. Um, you know, very, very erratic, very, uh, very inaccurate at times, very uncanterbury like uh, the amount of unforced errors they made. So, um, you know, they, they've got a bit of work to be doing. And, um, yeah, 
extremely disappointed. I was talking to a couple of my mates, diehard Canterbury fans, and yeah, they weren't happy. So there you go. D for disappointing Canterbury. Um, Aaron's, Aaron's gone the same way as you did earlier. Trying to get down below, off the scale. Um, <laughs> are, are you minus? <laughs> Yeah. You might have like, I was going to say, Aaron hasn't got a chip on his shoulder. He's got a tree on his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's got a chip on both. Not on one shoulder. He's got it on both shoulders. <laughs> um, I'm, I, listen, guys, I, I'm not going to go as harsh as you guys because there's a couple of games in there where they, boy, only only a, only a point in it here and here and there. They, I mean, so they lost about three games by a point and uh, – Quite frankly, they actually played in what I thought was the best game of the season, which was the Taranaki Canterbury Shield Challenge, when we had all the All Blacks on board. And, um, you know, to me, that game was almost of, of super rugby level. And I actually thought they, despite the uh, the low the lowness of, uh, probably the low point was getting done by Bay of Plenty, 44-8. But you know what? They showed a heck of a lot of character. They were under the pump. They needed to win their last two games. And one of them, they had to go away and beat Tasman. And not only did they beat Tasman, they thumped Tasman 20, 29-0. So on that basis alone, guys, I'm actually going to give them a C. Wow. Wow. Very, very, very kind, I think, there. Um, uh, uh, on to Waikato then. Six from four, um, 29 points. Same number of points as Canterbury and Wellington, but uh, got themselves into the, um, the, 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 the playoffs. Um a second season in the Premiership, and again, great start, but faded. Um, and that seems to be the Waikato model um, at um, at the moment. Um, so um, uh, I, I think uh, B for Waikato, because they just couldn't see through what was a really good start. But if you compare them to where, where would they want to have been um, pre-season, I think they'd have been happy with fourth. Uh, so from that point of view, so uh, yeah, it's definitely a B um, for me there. Um, ben Wickey just brings up the point that Canterbury blooded the most young talent out of any Premiership mm. side. Um, so the future doesn't look good for them um, yeah. there. Um, Stephen, Waikato. Um, yeah, I think Waikato are a really, really young side and they, they got through to the final, had a couple of really good wins along the way, especially that win against uh, uh, Canterbury and a tight one down in Christchurch when Canterbury still had a lot of, a lot of bodies around. That was a really, really good good win for them and if you look at some of their their losses you know really only that Auckland game that they were well and truly beaten but man there were there were a few a few close ones along the way only really Auckland and Tasman uh, took them to the sword but when you consider the the, the youngness and freshness of that uh, of that side bar, bar Messam and uh, and uh, and also Thompson the, the two older statesmen in the side yeah I think they've got a lot to, to look forward to so I, I'm thinking maybe a B. Bella? Yeah, I, I, I'm more towards the lower scale of the B and B minus. Uh, just again, far too inconsistent. Uh, you know, when they were when they were on fire, they were really, really on fire. They were hot ass. But boy, when they went into that weird cold shell of theirs, they just looked completely listless. Um, and and one of my biggest bugbears is uh, you know some of some of the players they had on their roster, particularly Adam Thompson. I think uh, all it was doing was just holding up some of that young talent coming through their local uh, club system. Not a big fan at all, especially at my ten level. Uh, so yeah, for me, uh, uh, a B minus. Um, Bay of Plenty then uh, first year in the Premiership. Some a team that uh, I thought would probably be part of that um, uh, the the lower half of the table, be in the um, relegation scrap, and it looked like that early on. 
turn things round. Um, so I think it was like five wins on the bounce. Um, so to see them into third place um, on 31 points. Uh, so for me, it's going to be an A for, for, for Bay of Plenty. First season back in the Premiership, get themselves into your playoffs. Sure, they came up short against Tasman in the, in the semi-final. But I think, um, for me, a, a good season for Bay of Plenty. Stephen? Um, I'm going to go with the B-plus. I mean, to say you, you spoke about that early season form, and they, they were probably my tick in the box to get relegated after losing those uh, first three early games, especially after Wellington put them to the sword 30, 32-10 sort of thing, and uh, also Auckland beat them, so they looked like they were going, they were going to struggle, but, um, you know, fair, fair play to them, they, they turned it round, strung a whole lot of uh, wins together, including that 44-8, and like you say, coming from the uh, coming from the championship, but I tell you what, I think they were reasonably geared to be in the premiership when you look at their depth, guys, so I'm going to give them a B-plus for this year. Yeah, definitely, I'm in the same boat, B-plus, because the way they bounce back from some of those defeats, it showed some real character, and also, uh, you know, went back to their planning and also off the field. I think the 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 union of Bear Plenty has has done a lot of good things to uh, prop up the structures. So I think all that's just a, a reflection of how they play on the field as well. So, yeah, B plus there. Um, before we get into the top two, just to let you know that I'm going to be having, I, I've got lined up um, uh, chats with Southland, Counties Manukau and Northland. Um, for for post season for, for for end of year reviews, not just around my ten cup, but around the whole year um, for them as provinces. So, um, uh, looking forward to having a chat with the CEOs from those three provinces. So, do uh, look out for those videos coming out um, on the old feed uh, and also as a podcast as well. Remember, you can listen to us on the go. Uh, just search New Zealand Sports Radio um, on your favourite podcatcher um, and uh, via ACAR, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes. Apple Podcasts, all those sort of wonderful places. Um, Tasman, then back-to-back champions, um, uh, perhaps not as not not well, definitely not as convincing um, as last year, uh, having to go away to Eden Park um, and win it. Um, it's got to be an A because they are champions, um, but I think an A minus because I don't think they were as consistent during the season as they would have wanted to uh, wanted to be. Stephen, yeah, I would probably. Give them an give them an A because um, once again at the at, they looked untouchable at the beginning of the season when you looked at their depth of squad, but all of a sudden they actually had to go once they started losing a lot of guys. At being at the press conference on on Saturday night, listening to Quinton Strange, he said we all of a sudden losing all those guys. We actually had to go back to it and pick club players and bring club players into the side, and and versus some Tim O'Malley at, at, at second five, Matamua Fox. Um, you know, just for a couple of examples, one of the locks and one of the props that they bought in. So all of a sudden they had to eat into their their own union depth. And yeah, sure, the wheels looked like they'd fallen off, especially in that Auckland game. But you know what? They showed a heck of a lot of character. They weren't the favourites on on Saturday night. And to do it back-to-back with the squad that they had, they're pretty pretty well coached side. I'm, I'm going to give them a shoot. Certainly they weren't, they weren't perfect. But um, yeah, a, a, an A for me. Well, I'd, I'd be going A+, back-to-back champions, and they won the key moments with the cattle they had, and they knew which well to go looking for the right type of water. So, um, you know, given the injuries and given all the players, the, the All Blacks, they lost, um, you know, fantastic work, to, especially to come, come to Eden Park and do that and keep and hold their nerve. And most importantly, 
take that shot at, uh, you know, take the penalty, that shot at goal, in, in my view, that was the most important decision in the entire season. And that was the right decision. Well done. A plus. Finally, then, Auckland um, champions two seasons ago. So th the second final in three years. Um, the same number of wins, seven as Tasman, uh, but um, three more bonus points saw them uh, handily at the top of the table. Um, with I think they were top of the table with a week to spare, um, so could could rest and rotate players. Uh, um, but um, uh, yeah, won their semi-final, came up just short in the final. Um, I think uh, uh, it's got to be an A for Auckland. Um, for me, uh, obviously an A plus would have been winning it overall. But um, after last season, to have turned to to, to have come back uh, and uh, got themselves back into the back to home semi-final, sorry, home final. Uh, was an impressive, uh, uh, yeah, impressive performance by Auckland. Stephen. Yeah, they they listen. They they are a young side, and after that Tasman game, I think you could have beaten Tasman in the round robin. I think you could have almost put a ring around them. But for some reason, um, from pretty much from the Northland game, even though they won that particular game, it just like it was like they had dropped dropped a couple of levels. I couldn't quite put my finger on it because they had a reasonably good set piece, and all of a sudden, things like lineouts started falling falling apart and that was a real problem for them in the, in the final and you know once again being at the press press conference Alamo and me are very very disappointed and it certainly wasn't the wasn't the face of a coach that was looking at, at an at an A or A plus sort of uh, scorecard to me he was so disappointed I think you could have easily gone to A minus or even back down to a B plus for me yeah, I agree, Stephen. Um, I think, you know, fading fading A plus, in, uh, sorry, beg your pardon, fading A minus into a B plus because, again, you know, they lost some key key moments um, and especially in that final, you know, they, they, they had plenty of opportunities, just couldn't take those opportunities. Um, and what what was really alarming was uh, their set piece, the lineup. They just uh, uh, capitulated at a few key uh, points in the season. And um, yeah, just you know, from from I I know the amount of planning which the coaches uh, put into this campaign, and uh, you know they they'd be they'd be really really disappointed with the outcome. So um, I'd say uh, I'd say a good B plus could have been an A, but yeah, I'm happy to sit with a B plus. Wow, Aaron's gone for a C overall. Um, B during the season, D for the final. He says. Um, now, uh, I guess I'm, I'm glad he's not marking my end. Yeah, I, I, was, I was, I was about, oh, I was man. about to say, I was about to say the same thing. I'm glad he wasn't my grade teacher oh. at school because I would probably still be at school trying to get the, <laughs> the expectation grade to actually leave school. <laughs> no, no certificate. <laughs> no, 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 sorry, you, no, you, no. <laughs> oh man. So, summer school for you yet again, Stephen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> back to school. Back to school, guys. <laughs> cool. Okay, folks. Um, we haven't had time to uh, go through what we might think might happen on Thursday with the um, Super Rugby squads, but I think we might come back um, later uh, in the week and do a special one, a special show to talk about those Super Rugby squads uh, and uh, who gets picked. Um, I am. Uh, I, I'm. I'm. I'm thinking there might be a bit of a surprise um, for the team in yellow. Uh, so uh, maybe someone there that's um, a bit of a surprise naming in that one is where I'm thinking. Um, but uh, we'll have to 
wait and um, see on that one. Tomorrow night, um, I'm going to be at the Premier um, Hockey uh, Tournament um, here over in Hamilton, doing my post, doing some post-match interviews. Um, so uh, do um, check out the Facebook page for that. On Thursday, I'll be at the um, All Blacks, uh, the, the Maori All Blacks versus Moana Pacifica um, media event. Um, so hopefully bring some interviews from that that I can put up on the page, uh, as well as covering the game and being at the game with my media pass the first time. Um, the um, media pass for uh, the uh, the um, the Maori All Blacks versus the, um, who do you call them? Uh, Moana Pacifica. Um, so my first time that Rugby New Zealand has, uh, New Zealand Rugby, sorry, has actually given me a media pass. All the ones have been from the provinces. So, hey, folks, maybe, just maybe I'm nearly making it. You're relevant. Um, You're relevant, mate. You're relevant. relevant. <laughs> yeah, Pacific, I was having a training run at uh, Monica Rose uh, this afternoon, 3 p.m. Uh, you know, it was, uh, it was a good uh, community event, so just the record. And I have to say, guys, very disappointed I didn't get to uh, have a have a bit of a rant about the refereeing and the cards or the lack of issuing cards from last week. But I'm sure we will have plenty of opportunity coming up in the weeks ahead. I'm sure, I'm sure. Um and uh, as Aaron said, yeah, great, uh, loving the show. Thank you, Aaron. Well, folks, if you love the show, then do become a supporter of New Zealand Sports Radio. Head over to patreon.com forward slash NZ Sports Radio um, and you can support the show financially. Um, and uh, yes, maybe I can actually cover my petrol costs and uh, never mind actually eating. Eating's, eating's, eating's cheating, as they say. Um, <laughs> but um, the um, getting around to all these events. Uh, so, folks, um, uh, I'll also actually, uh, since, I, since I'll be in Hamilton for the Moana, for the rugby, I'll also be heading to, to some, hopefully, some more hockey on Saturday as well. So all of that content coming up um, on the, um, um, on the, what do we call it, um, on, on the page. Um, Nocturnal writes says, Paul is an influencer these days. I'm not sure who I influence. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's about it, really. Um, so um, thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Bella. Uh, been an absolute pleasure, as always. Um, and... Uh, Catch you all later. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.